up the name of the Lord. Lift up the name of the Lord. Somebody march. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Oh Worship the name of the Lord. Worship the name of the Lord. Worship the name of the Lord. Oh God. Somebody be grateful tonight. Be grateful tonight. Be grateful tonight. Be grateful tonight. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh God. Somebody share the link, share the link, share the link, share the link. Put it on your statuses, share the link. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh Share the link, share the link, share the link, share the link. I want to see you share the link, share the link. Rash go to go to go to go to go to go.
God has been good to us. 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 Oh God, we can't thank you enough. We can't thank you enough. Somebody say vows and oaths. Vows and oaths. Because of time, I cannot wait for anybody. Vows and oaths. What is a vow? What is an oath? A vow is a solemn promise. A vow is a solemn promise. A promise is a vow. A promise is a vow. Vows are a set of promises committing one to a prescribed role, calling, or course of action, typically to marriage. So when you promise to do something for someone, you have made a vow. When you promise to be a part of something, you have made a vow. Can you hear me? A vow is a promise made to somebody. So when you promise to do something for someone, you have made a vow to the person. When you promise to do something for someone, you have made a vow to the person. When you promise to do something for God, you have made a vow to God. That is a vow. A vow is simply a promise. Follow carefully. Now, is a vow the same as an oath? Is a vow the same as an oath? Great sound. No sound. Are you sure? Paradosha Who else can hear me? Who else can hear me? 
who else can hear me? If you can hear me, type something. Okay, so I think it's just greater. So some is your network. It's not from me. A vow is not the same as an oath. And this is why. An oath is a solemn promise, often invoking a divine witness regarding one's future action or behavior. An oath is the same as a vow, except in an oath you invoke the presence of a spirit as a witness. Do you understand? When you make a promise, that's a vow. But when you make a promise in the presence of a spirit, then that promise or that vow becomes an oath. Understand the differences between a vow and an oath. It's not the same. A vow is simply a promise, but an oath is a promise made in front of a spirit or with a spirit as a witness. Numbers chapter 30 verse 1. Numbers chapter 30 verse 1. Then Moses spoke to the heads of the tribes concerning the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded in Numbers chapter 30, verse 1. Verse 2. If a man makes a vow to the Lord, listen to this. The Bible didn't say a man is supposed to make a vow to the Lord. But the Bible said if a man makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by some agreement, he shall not break his word. If a man makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by some agreement, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. When you come before the Lord, when you join our platforms, our services, even in your room, you make a promise in your heart to the Lord that God, I, I have made a decision to stay with you. I have made a decision to follow your will. I have made a decision to follow whatever you command me. You have binded yourself with an oath that you cannot, you cannot by any chance do otherwise. And if you do, there will be consequences. If a man makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by some agreement, the Bible says that man shall not break his word and he shall do according to all that proceeds out of his own mouth. You made a promise to God. God, I will stay with you. God, I will be loyal to you. God, 
Le kadagada barabos kaparabaraba. Di kadagada bos kabranda barabos sabarabos sabaraba. Di kadarabos kabrando barabos sabaraba. Di kadagada bos sabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarab
Numbers chapter 30 verse 3 If a woman makes a vow to the Lord and binds herself by some agreement while in her father's house Listen to me How many of us are living in our father's house? How many of us are still living in our father's house? I want to see I want to see you by hand If you are living in your father's house I want to see you by hand She has bound herself and her father holds his peace, then all her vows shall stand. Listen to this. Be careful, woman. The things you say whilst in your father's house, you get mad at your dad because of the things he's doing, because of the way he's acting, because of the way sometimes he treats you, and you say some things, you bind yourself by some agreement, you say something by the word of mouth, you say some things in your heart, you say because of what this man has done, I will never do this, because of what this man has done, I will never do this, because of this, I will not do that, because of this, I will listen, the Lord is saying, these things that you are saying, you are binding yourself by an agreement and and no matter what you do for as long as your father has heard what you have said these things shall come to pass listen be careful the things you are saying now probably you are saying them out of pain you are saying them out of anger you are saying them out of confusion you are saying them out of frustration but be careful of the things you say because some of these things go a long way to affect 
that you have little did you know that everywhere that came out of your mouth was an oath that you made with God as a witness listen Listen, listen, listen. Oh God. Listen to this. These things that you say. Sapapa we bad. Here we are waiting. Many and papa dad. Sapapa we because of this thing that he has done. I will never bless him in any way. This man, because of what he has done, I will never pray for him in my life again. Be careful when it comes to the woman. The Bible is saying, as long as your father has heard the things that you said, it has been made permanent. Many of us are wrapped in oaths and vows that we have no idea. These vows are hanging over us. These oaths are hanging over us. Wherever we go, they follow. Have you forgotten that many years ago you said you would never bless this man in any way? And this man will never be blessed because of your anger. And because of that, today your dad's job is falling, is failing. Your mother's job is failing. The job of your of your siblings are failing. There are a lot of hardships in the house. You forgot you made vows and oaths in the days of old. Some time passed, you made a vow. You made a vow. Some time passed, you made a vow. And your family, they are suffering the negative influences of your vow. They are struggling. They are struggling. Our own vows. Because of pain. Because of how your dad is treated your mom. Because of the things your dad has been doing lately. Because your dad didn't take care of you. Because your dad doesn't concern himself with you guys. You have made some things. You have said some things. And these things have become oaths hanging over you. And the Lord is not able to bless you. Because of your own vows. Because of your own oath. There are a lot of hardships that are in the church today. That the devil has nothing to do with it. But the cause of these sufferings are our own vows. They are our own oaths. But I pray uh, that if there be any vow uh, that is hanging over your head, uh, if there be any oath uh, that is hanging over your head, uh, that is affecting your life negatively, uh, that is affecting your family negatively, uh, that is affecting uh, your life negatively, uh, I pray uh, let it be nullified uh, in the blood of Jesus. uh, Let it be nullified uh, in the blood of Jesus. uh, Shout yes. Be careful of the things you say. Be careful. The things you say. Be careful of the things you say when you are angry, when you are mad, when you are hurt, when you are confused, when you are frustrated, when you are tired. Be careful of the things you say. Women, men, listen to me. Be careful. The Lord is saying, if a woman makes a vow to the Lord and binds herself by some agreement, the Bible says some agreement that stands to reason. Any kind of agreement that you made, whilst in your father's house, whilst in your father's house, the Bible is saying, if your father hears these things and he keeps quiet, know that everything you have said will come to pass. They hurt you, so you made a vow. They punished you, so you made a vow. They didn't take care of you, so you made a vow. They hurt you, so you made a vow. Come on. All her vows shall stand. And every agreement with which she has bound herself. Oh, every agreement 
with which she has bound herself. Some of you, you look at the way your father treats your, your mom and you say to yourself, I will never marry in this life. That's what I'm saying. You see the way your dad is treating your mom and you say, I will never marry in this life. That is what the Bible is saying. I will never marry in this life. You have made a permanent oath over your life. Marriage will never come. I will never give birth in this life. You will never give birth. The Bible is saying every agreement with which she has bound herself shall stand. I will never marry an Ewe. I will never marry an Ashanti. I will never marry a Fanti. These things have become vows. And so, even if your blessing is going to come from an Ashanti, even if your blessing is going to come from a Fanti, because of the oath you have made, it shall prevail over your life. And every agreement with which you have bound yourself shall stand up. And your blessing will be overruled. Your, your triumph will be overruled. Your progress will be overruled. Because you have bound yourself by a negative oath. Be careful. Be careful. Somebody say, Be careful. Somebody say, Be careful. Come on, come on. And because of your faith, you make statements like, I will never love this man, I will never love this father, I will never like this man. Little did you know that you have bound yourself by an oath, and because of that oath, when you marry and give birth, you realize your children will never love you because you are covered by your own oath. You are covered by your own oath. You are bound by your own oath. But I pray for you that God will have mercy on you and nullify your oath and vows in the name of Jesus. May my God show you mercy. May my God show you mercy. If your trust is in the Lord, I declare the Lord shall come and save you. The Lord shall come and nullify your curses. The Lord shall come and nullify your evil vows and oaths in the name of Jesus. The things you said to your mother, the things you said to your, your big brother, the things you said uh, to your kid brothers, your kid sisters, uh, because of anger, because of hurt, uh, because of pain, uh, I pray, uh, let these things be reversed, uh, declare reverse, reverse. Shout yes. Let's go. 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 Let's go.
Overrules her on that day that he hears, then none of her vows nor her agreements by which she has bound herself shall stand. The Bible says, But if her own father overrules that vow, if her own father overrules that oath, then you are no longer bound by your vows. Oh, but the good news is the Bible said and the Lord will release her 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 because her father has overruled her father I declare tonight may the Lord release you because your father is overruling your father your father is overruling your oath in the name of Jesus you are released 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 in the mighty name of Jesus. 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 You are released. You are released. Any vow that is negatively affecting your life. Any oath that is negatively affecting your life. You are released in Jesus' name. You are released in Jesus' name. You are released in Jesus' name. God shut up. Let that let up. Let up. My God. Let's come up. Let up. Let up. Let up. Let up. Shout release, release, shout release, release, shout release, release. Take me to Judges chapter 11. Judges chapter 11, verse 29. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Listen, Judges chapter 11, verse 29. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed through Gilead and Manasseh, and passed through Mizpah of Gilead, and from Mizpah of Gilead he advanced toward the people of Ammon. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord. You see, 
the very moment you make a vow to the Lord, that vow becomes an oath. Because a vow is merely a promise, but an oath is a promise before a spirit, a promise before a spirit, or a promise that is made in front of a spirit as a witness. So the Bible said, and Jephthah made a promise or a vow to the Lord, which means that this is no longer a promise, but it is now an oath. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hands, verse 31, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me, whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the people of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. Listen to this. Whatever comes out of my doors to meet me, whatever comes out of my doors to meet me, when I return in peace, whatever comes, if it is an, an, an animal, I will offer it up as an offering. If it is a thing, I will offer it up as an offering. If it is a person, I will offer him up or her up as an offering. Such a vow. Vows are dangerous things. And they are deadlier when we make them before God. Verse 32. So Jephthah advanced toward the people of Ammon to fight against them. And the Lord delivered them into his hand. You see, the thing about this scripture is that his success has nothing to do with the vow. Listen to this. So Jephthah advanced toward the people of Ammon to fight against them and the Lord delivered them into his hands. Not because of his vow, but just because the Lord is loving. Do you understand? Many a times we make some vows that we do not need to make. We make some oaths that we do not need to make. The Bible never said, and God delivered them into his hands because of his vow. No. God will never bless you because of your vow. God doesn't need your vow to bless you. So why then are you making vows before God? That is why the Bible said in Numbers chapter 30 verse 2 that if a man makes a vow, a vow is not required, a vow is not commanded, a vow is not a must. But the Bible is saying if a man decides to make a vow to the Lord, I came to advise you that no matter what you go through, I will advise you not to make a vow to the Lord. Because the Bible commands us that any man that makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by some agreement he shall not break his word and he shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth there are consequences for your vows if you decide to break them there are consequences for your oath if you decide to break them this is my advice as a prophet of God that no matter what you go through make sure you do not make a vow to the Lord because vows could be deadly vows could be curses if you are not careful and you break your vows you will suffer the consequences of, of, of these vows. I came to advise somebody, stay away from these vows, stay, stay away from these oaths. It could be deadly even though it could be a blessing. It could also be a curse. I will advise you as a man of God, stay away from vows. Stay away. 
stay away from vows. A vow is not commanded. A vow is not a must. The Bible doesn't command us to make a vow to God. But if a man makes a vow, then that man will do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Emphasis is on the word all. Every single thing you said you would do it. Every single thing that you made. Every single vow that you made. You would do it. You would do it. It is deadly. Judges chapter 11 verse 29 Verse 32 The Bible said And God delivered them into his Into his hands Not because of his vow But just because God is God God is bigger than your vow God is bigger than your oath You do not need an oath to prove the love of God You do not need a vow To prove the love of God Do not allow your frustration To push you into making vows That you do not need to make up Do not allow your confusion To push you to bully you Into making some vows Because God is love If you want to do something Do it out of love Not because you are bound by vows. Listen, love is stronger than a vow. Love is stronger than an oath. I will admonish the people of God to stay away from making unnecessary vows because these vows are capable of bringing you down. These vows are capable of. Do you understand? God delivered them into his hands. He didn't need his vows, he didn't need his oaths. Verse 33 And he defeated them from Aroer as, as far as Minnes, 20 cities To Abel Keramim With a very great slaughter Thus the people of Ammon Were subdued before The children of Israel God has already commanded The people of God to subdue the earth To subdue our enemies The Bible said the devil Will be will be broken under our feet We will trample over the devil Listen you do not need To make a vow to take Dominion over the devil God has already released domination Into our hands You, don't, you do not need to make a vow Before you can Trample over the devil You do not need to make a vow Before the Lord can change your story you do not need to make a vow all you have to do is to trust in god the reason many christians are making vows and making oaths is because we do not have enough confidence in god god doesn't need our vows he doesn't need them that is why today it doesn't matter the vows that we will make on our wedding days marriages are still failing because we, we believe in the vow But we do not believe in the God of the vow We do not believe in the God that put together two people To make them one We do not believe in the God that put together two people to In holy matrimony We do not believe in, in the God Who instituted marriage in the first place We put our confidence in the vows we make up On our wedding days But I came to tell you That if you put your trust in God Your relationship will stand your marriage will stand up not by the reason of your vows, not by the reason of your oath, but by the reason of the God who is able to put two people together that regardless of what may come your way, you shall still stand and prevail. Do not put your trust in vows. 
You see, many of us, we put our trust in the promises of relatives, in the promises of our fathers, in the vows of the people around us. Because your spiritual father said, I will do this for you. We put our confidence in their vows. But you, there is something that is greater than a vow. And that thing is a, is a God. And his name is God Most High. God Most High. He is able to rise above your vow. He is able to do much more than your vow. And so the Bible said, Cursed is the man that places his trust in man. How do you trust in a man? You do not trust in his heart, but you trust in his words. His words are his promises. His words are his promises. And so when the Bible said that curse is the man that puts his trust in a man, what the Bible actually meant is that curse is the man that places his trust in the vow of other men because vows are far lesser than God oaths are far lesser than God do not take my word for it but trust in the God the spirit of the word do not take my word for it but trust in the spirit through whom I speak to you do not put your faith in me but put the faith in the spirit through whom I speak I am not greater than you the difference between you and I is that I have decided to submit my vows and oaths to the authority of God, I wouldn't go around making unnecessary promises because it is not the promises that will take you to the next level. It is only God that will take you to the next level. Many of us, we trust in our fathers, we trust in our mothers, we trust in our relatives, we trust in our big brothers because we are sure, because they have said they will help us. Surely they will help us. But what if you could put your trust into someone greater, into someone far bigger, into someone who is able to control what happens in the realm of time and yet not affected by the power of time. He that dwelt before time was made. He that dwelt in holy eternity. He who dwells in the inapproachable light. He whose name is God. He who is I am. I am that I am. Let us I came to speak to you about the God most I have. The God of the vows. The God of the oath. The God who is greater than the oath. The Bible said and when God swears at two there is no one that is greater than him and so he swears by himself I God I have sworn by my own self he is the greatest vow there is God is the greatest vow there is the fact that I am making a vow to my wife in front of a church does not mean that I will stay faithful to her because there is a God of the vow he is the vow of the vows he is the greatest of the vows he said and I have sworn by my own self because there is none greater there is no vow that is greater than the vow of God he is the God of vows I came to tell you let not your trust be in a mortal man let not your trust be in your spiritual father let not your trust be in your husband let your trust be in God everybody is capable of failing you put your trust in God
God doesn't need your vow to take you to your next level. God doesn't need your vow to take you to your next level. God doesn't need your vow to help your ministry grow. God doesn't need your vow to bring people into your ministry. God doesn't need your vow to heal you. Hear me. God doesn't need your vow to take you to the next dimension in life. God doesn't need your vow to bring you the woman of your dreams. God doesn't need your vow to bring you to a place of enlightenment. God doesn't need your vow to bring you to a place of power. Am I speaking to somebody? You trust in your fathers too much. You trust in the prophets too much. You trust in the apostles too much. You trust in me too much. Even I do not trust in myself. Come on. Let us The only reason I am able to move is because my confidence is in God. My trust is in God. The reason I am able to do the things I am doing today is because my trust is in God and not in my skills. Let The reason God keeps blessing me every day is because my trust is in God and not in my ministry. It doesn't matter. If it, if I lose my ministry today i will still have my god if i fall a thousand times i will rise a thousand more nothing can bring me down in life nothing can put me down and even if i fall i will rise again it doesn't matter what the enemy will ensnare around me it doesn't matter who i will leave who i will lose in my life it doesn't matter who leaves our ministry it doesn't matter who steals our branches it doesn't matter who kills our confidence our trust will constantly be in God. Nothing can stop us. Nobody can stop us. No person can stop us. No father can stop us. No archbishop can stop us. We can keep on going because God is, is our God and our trust is in God. And our life is hid with Christ in God. Might attack us, but he will never consume us. The devil might attack us, but he will never consume us. We are better than the devil, we are stronger than the devil, we are farther than the devil, we are higher than the devil, we are more powerful than the devil. Haya, Ika, Letose, Maleka, Borose, Letaka, Braskiti, Madube, Lekatapa, Lipa, Rapadoska, Etapa, Likosha, Maletakapa, Lipana. Come on, somebody help. Shout Jesus three times. He is the man you need to trust in. He is the man you need to trust in. He is the man you need to trust in. He is the man you need to trust in. Not in my prophetic word, but in Jesus. In Jesus. Not in my prophecies, but in Jesus. Not in my messages, but in Jesus. Not in my directions, but in Jesus. Come on. Take me to Judges chapter 11, verse 34. My God. My God, my God, my God. Judges chapter 11, verse 34. When Jephthah came to his house at Mizpah, 
there was his there was his daughter coming out to meet him with timbrels and dancing and she was his only child are, are you listening to this the father is coming back from war the father is coming back after several months of fighting after several months of war and he came back and the bible said that Jephthah came to his house and there his daughter was an innocent woman who has her whole life ahead of her and she is coming gladly to meet her father oh god and see what happens to the woman verse 35 and it came to pass when he saw her that he tore his clothes and said alas my daughter you have brought me very low you are among those who trouble me how can you put the blame on your daughter when you didn't need to make any vow to god all you needed to do is to put your trust in god you didn't need come on come on come on alas daughter you have brought me very low you are among those who trouble me you see when the man was making the vow he said I will sacrifice whatever comes out of my door first to meet me so you see the man is blessed he he has a lot of servants so he was hoping that one of the servants would be the first to come out you see he was hoping that one of the servants would be the first to come out but unfortunately his only daughter came out first god doesn't need your vow to give you success God doesn't need your seed to give you success. Those of you who think it is in the abundance of your seed sowings that your future will be secure. Who told you that? When you are asked to release an offering, you are releasing an offering in the trust that you have in God that you will do it. You will not be made successful because of your offering. You, you will not be made successful because of your seed. Who told you? That is why you 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 give yourself the chance for men of God to ab- abuse you and exploit you. That wherever you go, they will give you a direction. They will take an offering. They will give you a direction. They will take an offering. That is an error. Your trust is in the directions you are doing. It is in the seeds you are given. And yet your trust must be in God. You must release those offerings because your trust is in God, not because your trust is in that that seed. This is one of the issues that I am dealing with as a prophet. That as the, most of the people under me have been victimized by this particular thing. And they will go and prophets will be exploiting them and taking money from them. Because you are unwilling to learn. You don't want to learn anything. For how long have you been in God? For how long have you, have you stayed with God? For how long have I been teaching you? And yet you allow yourself to be duped by these so-called men of God. Have you learned nothing? Release this seed and God will do this for you. God will never do anything for you because of your seed. He will do that which he needs to do because of your trust in him. Verse 37. Then she said to her father, verse 36, she said to him, My father, 
if you have given your word to the Lord, do to me according to what has gone out of your mouth. You see, as young as the lady was, she knew the word. Because in Numbers chapter 30 verse 2, the Bible says, If a man makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by some agreement, he shall not break his word and he shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. That is what the scripture said. And so the, the daughter said, the daughter said, if you have opened your mouth and you have given your word to the Lord, then do to me, do to me, do to me according to what has gone out of your mouth because the Lord has avenged you of your enemies, the people of Ammon. Come on. This is a young girl and she's a virgin. I'll get her. And she knows the scriptures. She understands the scriptures. You still think you are too young to study for yourself? You still think you are too young to know some things for yourself? What do you know in the scriptures? What have you learned in the scriptures? She is as young as you. She is probably younger than you. In fact, she is still a virgin in this scripture. Many of you are still not virgins as a man. It means you've come to see things that even this girl has not seen and yet she knows the scriptures by heart. What do you know? That is the only thing you change after. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Boyfriend, girlfriend. You think that is what we are fighting for in this life? You have no idea. What do you know in the word? What do you know in the word? What do you know in the word? You have learned nothing. You have studied nothing. You don't even have the time to study. Whenever I pick the, the Bible, man of God, I, I get bored. When you pick up the Bible, you get bored. When you, when you pick up your smartphone, you don't get bored. <laughs> then she said to her father, Let this thing be done for me. Let me alone for two months. That I may go and wander on the mountains and bewail my virginity, my friends and I. My friends and I, let this thing be done for me. Let me go for two months that I may go and wander on the mountains, bewail my virginity, cry unto God, my friends and I. With the friends you have, are you able to pray with them? Are you the only prayerful person in your group? Please, they are not your friends. If you cannot stand in prayer with your friends, they are not your friends. If you cannot go onto the mountains to pray to God with your friends, they are not your friends. What do you do together? What do you do? My friends and I, let us go and bewail my virginity. Cry unto God on top of the mountains. What do you do? You meet and talk about makeup. You meet and talk about dressing. You meet and talk about boyfriends. You meet and talk about what else? Insult men of God. These are your friends. She said, Let this thing be done for me. The, the daughter is asking for, for permission from the father. How many of us? 
have developed the ability of developing have developed the ability of asking permission from our fathers before we do things whether your biological father your spiritual father are you able to ask permission before you do things let's make this is the only thing i ask let this thing be done for me let me alone for two months let me go for two months and pray let me go let me go can you ask for permission from your fathers do you do things anyhow do you get up and walk around anyhow do you not ask for for permission from anybody are you living a life of your own are you a boss of your own self what is happening to the daughters of zion what is happening to the daughters of this generation what is happening to the daughters of prayer life do we put our trust in our minds do we put our trust in our confidence do we put our trust in our abilities our beauty our skills do we put our trust in in the shape of our bodies do we put our trust in our hair do we put our trust in the people we are in relationships with come on what is happening and even women are developing the ability of asking for permission before doing things what about the men what is happening to the men of today these days look at how the men are walking around and misbehaving and doing all sorts of things we walk around even the guys in ministry they do not have any level of authority over them they do not have any coverage over them they do not ask permission from anybody they do things anyhow because they believe they are anointed they believe they can pray they believe they can hear the voice of god but these things are not enough we are talking about authority we are talking about order we are talking about levels in the in the rank of god we are talking about audacity we are talking about domination we are talking about fatherhood we are talking about those that govern our lives do you have a father? Do you have a spiritual father? Do you have people you talk to before you do things? Do you have people you discuss deep things with before you make massive decisions? Or you think you can pray so that is all? Verse 38 And the father said go And he sent her away for two months She went with her friends And bewailed her virginity on the mountains She cried out to the Lord Oh God you gave me no son You gave me no daughter And yet I am supposed to be sacrificed I accept it if this is my destiny I accept it oh God She humbled himself even unto death Many a times we only talk about Isaac And how Isaac humbled himself Even on the altar And yet there are women that did the same things There is this woman that I am talking about There is this virgin that I am talking about that she went and cried to God for two months for 60 days and she came back and she died even Isaac was not killed in the end but this lady was killed she humbled himself even unto death listen women can make sacrifices that men will never make women will make some sacrifices that men cannot make and if women were going to be attentive to the voice of the spirit they will do exploits in the kingdom of God. You are your only limitation. 
I'm telling you, woman, you are your only limitation. Woman, you are your only limitation. You can do it too. Verse 39. And it was so at the end of the two months that she returned to her father. Can you return after you are sent on a journey? Can you return after you are sent on a mission? Many of you, you are sent on missions and you never come back. You are sent on missions and you think that is all you need. You are sent on missions and you don't think you need your fathers anymore because you have been sent away. That is your mistake. She was sent away for two months and when the two months was up, when the two months was due, she returned to her father. Can you return? Ask your neighbor, can you return? Can you return to your father? Can you return? These days, people will become a part of the ministry. They disguise themselves as sons and daughters. You pray with them. You stand with them in prayer. You anoint them. And then God takes them to the place they want to be. And when they get there, they never return to the father. They never return to the ministry. They never return to the church. Because they believe they've now got it to where they want to get to. Oh God. What is happening? What is happening with this generation? What is happening? What is happening? What is happening? Can you return? After you are blessed, can you return? After you travel, can you return? After you break through, can you return? After you get to that height, can you return? After you are given that ministry, can you return? After you are promoted, can you return? After you get that blessing, can you return? After you advance to your next rank, can you return? Somebody shout, can you return? Can you return? Can you return? And the father carried out his vow with her. Oh God. The father bent the daughter alive. Oh God. See how barbaric this is. The father bent her own daughter alive. The Bible is trying to put it in a much more decent way by saying he carried out his vow with her. But what actually happened was the father bent her alive. How can you make this vow to God that anything that comes to meet me, I will bend that thing to your glory? Why? 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 Because of progress, because of success, and many of you, you are burning relationships. You are burning relationships. You are burning relationships because of where you want to get. You want to get to. You are burning relationships because of some small quests. You are burning relationships because of some money you want to get. You are betraying people because of some hundred cities, some two hundred cities. You are betraying. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Because of success, the man bent his daughter. And many people are doing these same things. We are killing mothers because of money. We are killing fathers because of money. Ha! We are destroying our marriages because of success. 
because of success we do not have time for our husbands we do not have time for our wives come on listen 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 you cannot destroy a relationship because of success i'm telling you sometimes there are times that i will cancel services because of my relationship and this is a must it must happen i'm telling you not every time but sometimes I'm telling you, this is very important. And this is a key that the fathers never tell us. But that is the truth. And many fathers did not do these things. And their, their marriages fell apart. But if only they knew. And if only they were willing to share these secrets with us. The young generation will not be divorcing like something. Because of success. Because of success in ministry. Success in, success in business success in life we travel wherever because of the money because by the time we are back we will get some six thousand we'll get some seven thousand we'll get some ten thousand people listen to me you cannot kill your daughter because of success you cannot kill your daughter because of progress how can you cannot destroy a relationship because of any kind of breakthrough and these days the breakthrough comes and we destroy relationships i don't need these guys anymore i don't need this man anymore i don't need this woman anymore because of success take me to first Samuel chapter one verse one first Samuel chapter one verse one First Samuel chapter 1 verse 1 Now there was a certain man In Ramathiam Zophim Of the mountains of Ephraim And his name, of, his name was Elkanah The son of Jeroham The son of Elihu The son of Tohu The son of Zerf And Ephraimite Follow this And he had two wives The name of one was Hannah the name of the other was Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from a city yearly to worship. Listen, this man went up from his city, from his comfort zone, from the place that he is used to yearly to worship. Every now and then, you must leave your comfort zone to worship. Yeah. When we come here to pray, when we come here to hear the word of God, that is you leaving your comfort zone to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts. And even the days that we are alive, we do not do services every day. We only do services on Sundays, on Wednesdays, and on, on, and on Thursdays. And yet, even on these days, we do not show up because we are too comfortable in our cities. We are too comfortable in our living rooms. We are too comfortable in our bedrooms because we are unwilling to sacrifice. You call people. Why were you not able to join service today? Oh, and then Hey. Hey. And yet, every time you need God to do something, you want Him to answer immediately. Who do you think you are? 
these are the things that we don't tell the church anymore. And yet these are the things that you need to hear to make your life better. For how long will you shout, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. And yet your life will remain the same. For how long, for how long? For how long? The man came out of his city, his comfort zone, his bedroom, his family, yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. He didn't go to worship alone, but he went there to worship with the priests of God. Who do you worship with? Don't tell me you pray on your you pray on your bed, you pray in your room, you pray in your house, so it is okay. You need the prophets of God, the priests of God, the anointed of God to worship with them, to pray with them. You need it. It is a must. Verse 5. But to Hannah, verse 4. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. Verse 5. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah. I declare that even the books have, will write of you, have, that your husband loved you. Have. Even the books have, will write of you, have, that your wife loved you. Have. In the name of Jesus, have, I declare over your life have, that you will not marry a person have, who will not love you. You, you will not be in a relationship with a person who will not love you. One of the greatest pains of this life uh, is for you to marry somebody who doesn't love you. It's for you to spend your time with somebody who doesn't love you. I pray uh, your husband will love you. I pray your wife will love you. Uh, declare uh, my husband will love me. Uh, declare uh, my wife will love me. Uh, you need love. You need love. Uh, you need love. You need love. Uh, declare uh, my husband will love me. Uh, declare uh, my wife will love me. In Jesus name Lift up your voice Let the papa Rapadoska Let the papa 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 Rapadoska Let the papa Don't let it end their speaking tongues 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 With my dosha Let the papa Come on, somebody. Let the papa Rapadoska Let the papa your husband will love you your wife will love you your children will love you in the name of jesus your spiritual father will love you your spiritual mother will love you your spiritual parents will love you in the name of jesus husband will love you. Watch it. Your wife will love you. Hear me. Your husband will love you. Your wife will love you. If your husband loves you, how would he cheat on you? If your wife loves you, why would she cheat on you? Why would she insult you? It, it all comes down to love and you need it. Say, I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. I declare, may you receive a double portion. 
may you receive a double portion in everything that will come your way may you receive a double portion in children receive double portion in fruitfulness receive double portion in grace receive double portion in mercy receive double portion in jesus name verse 6 and her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable i declare any rival in your life any rival in your destiny any rival in your ministry any rival in your life who is provoking you to make you miserable may the lord disgrace them may the lord disgrace them anybody who is competing with you in the ministry may the lord disgrace them and may the lord give you an upper hand in jesus name anybody who is competing with you in life may the lord disgrace them and give you an upper hand shout yes In the next 13 minutes, we are out of here. 13 minutes. One, three. Verse 7. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. She wept and did not eat. She provoked her. The rival provoked Hannah. And she wept and did not eat. Why do you weep? before your rivals why do you weep before the people who are fighting you why do you weep before the people who are challenging you never let them see your tears say to yourself i will never let them see my tears i will never let them see my tears the devil will never see my tears any monetary spirit around me will never see my tears any shadows of the past will never see my tears my rivals will never see my tears in jesus name First Samuel chapter 1 verse 8 My God Then Elkanah her husband said to her Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grief? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Am I not better to you than ten sons? I declare that you will see your husband to be better than no matter the number of sons you have. Your husband will be better unto you than them. Listen, the blessing in marriage is not the children that will come forth, but it is in the love that abides. It is in the love that abides. It is in the love that abides. It doesn't matter whether you have two or four sons what matters is at the end of the day there is love am i not better than ten sons so hannah arose after she had after they had finished eating and drinking so after the the, the man said am i not better than ten sons hannah then ate and drank which meant that she agreed to what the man said indeed my husband you are better to me than ten sons Oh, I pray that this will be your testimony that it doesn't matter the number of children you have your husband will be better unto you than your sons your children your husband will be better unto you listen the mistake listen let me say this many of you you think after you give birth your marriage doesn't matter your husband doesn't matter your wife doesn't matter because now you have children listen that is an error who told you that what matters are your children no that is not true that is what grieving mothers say to themselves to feel good because their husbands do not treat them well so they will say it's okay it's okay it's not true that is the voice of someone who is grieving never accept that 
It doesn't matter what you have seen. Never accept that. It doesn't matter what you have been through. Never accept that. It doesn't matter what your mother has been through. Never accept that. You have no idea how gracious love is. If your husband loves you, it doesn't matter the number of children you have. Your husband will be better unto you than the number of the children. Hear me. Verse 9. Now, Eli, the priest was sitting on a seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. Verse 10. And she was in bitterness of soul. Hannah was in bitterness of soul. And she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Verse 11. And she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maid servant and remember me and not forget your maid servant, but will give your maid servant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord. And the day of his life, no razor shall come upon his head. Ah, another vow. Somebody say another vow. Another vow. Another vow. There are a lot of vows in the Bible, but the Lord led me to use these two. Listen to this. I can tell you for a fact, Hannah didn't need to say this vow or to make this vow. She didn't need to. Why are you making a vow? Whenever people make vows, it means that they are not confident in their God enough. That is what it means. Because I will shock you from here that God God didn't bless Hannah because of the vow, but God blessed Hannah because of the priest. Verse 12. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Verse 13. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought that she was drunk. Hmm. I want to shock you here. I want to shock you. Watch this. Watch what the Bible said. Eli watched her mouth. Eli watched her mouth. Eli watched her mouth. But the Bible said she spoke in her heart. But Eli watched her mouth. Many a times the men of God watch your behavior. The men of God watch your attitude. The men of God watch your physical expression. And that is how come men of God also make mistakes. King K, even men of God make mistakes. Because the thing is, Hannah was speaking in her heart, but the priest was watching her mouth. Yes, your spiritual father can make a mistake. Yes, your prophet can make a mistake. Yes, your apostle can make a mistake. Yes, the man of God you are under can make a mistake. Yes, your husband can make a mistake. Yes, your wife can make a mistake. Everybody is capable of making a mistake. Now the problem is, when they make a mistake, are you willing to forgive them and to move on? Everybody is capable. And Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. The priest made this statement. And yet, it was a mistake. Because the woman was not drunk. Verse 15. Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord. Even if the mistake of the priest, the woman was humble. Even in the mistake of the priest, the woman was submissive. Even in the mistake of the priest, the woman was obedient. And she was calm. That is the problem with this generation. 
when men of God make mistakes, when spiritual people make mistakes, when our husbands make mistakes, we think that is all, that is the end of the world. We can talk to them anyhow because of the mistake. We can treat them anyhow because of the mistake. We can talk to them. No, that is an error. Who told you? The priest made a mistake and yet the woman said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drank neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. I am not drunk. And even though you have made a mistake, I will not respond to your mistake accordingly, but I will respond to your mistake in humility. How do you treat people? When they make a mistake with you How do you treat people When they make a mistake around you How do you treat people When they make mistakes When they are standing by you How do you talk to your father When he makes a mistake How do you talk to your mother When she makes a mistake How do you talk to your siblings When they make mistakes How do you treat your spiritual fathers When they make mistakes How do you treat them Because how you treat them Goes a long way to affect you Listen to this Verse 16, the woman said, Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. This is where the secret is. You see, the whole time, the reason God was not answering the prayers of Hannah, it was because Hannah was never praying, but she was only complaining and grieving. She said, out of the abundance of my complaints and grief, I have spoken unto the Lord until now. She was not praying. Many of you, you think you are praying in your tears, but you are not praying. All you are doing is you are grieving and complaining. All you do is to complain. All you do is to grieve. All you do is worry. All you do is to run around. You never pray to God. That is why God cannot answer your prayers. God doesn't answer complaints. God doesn't answer grief. But God answers prayers. Stop grieving and pray. Stop complaining and pray. Stop grieving and pray. Stop complaining and pray. You complain too much You grieve too much Every day you are in tears Every day you are crying Every day you are in tears Every day you are crying You never pray All you do is to complain Out of the abundance of my complaints and grief I have spoken to the Lord All you do is to complain to God All you do is to grieve to God Arise Begin to pray Arise Begin to pray Arise Begin to pray Arise Begin to pray Somebody say after me Arise Begin to pray Arise Begin to pray Arise, begin to pray. Arise, begin to pray. Arise, begin to pray. Arise, begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Hear me. Verse 17. Then Eli answered and said, Listen, but out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken unto now. Then Eli answered and said, hmm, God doesn't answer complaints and griefs. God answers to prayers. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. Do you understand? God answered Hannah. Because the priest prayed for him. 
So I pray for her. You complain too much. You are always grieving. Papa, this. Papa, I can't believe why this is happening to me. Papa, this. Papa, this. Papa, man of God. I don't even know what to do again with my life. Man of God. I want to kill myself. Man of God. Man of God. Man of God. God will never hear you. God doesn't hear complaints. He only hears prayers. But because of the intercession of the priest Who intercedes for you Who intercedes for you Do you think you need nobody Do you think your prayers are enough I am telling you Your prayers are not enough You need men of God who intercede for you You need anointed men who intercede for you You need prophets and apostles And evangelists And and teachers who intercede for you Who intercedes for you Who prays for you Praying is not enough Complaining is not enough. Grieving is not enough. Go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. Verse 18. And she said, Let your maid servant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad because the priest has answered her. Do you understand? Hmm. Listen, many of you, you do not understand the position of men of God. She went her way, not because God had spoken, but because the man of God had spoken. You take the man of God in your life for granted, and that is why your life is never changing. Do you think God anointed men of God just for anointing sake? He anointed them so that they could answer your prayers. I am telling you, God anointed men of God so that they could answer your complaints, they could answer your griefs, because God never answers complaints. When you bring your complaints to God, men of God have the anointing to answer them. She went her way, not because God had spoken, but because the man of God had spoken and had answered her. That is why your Bible is saying, are these my words? No. That is why your Bible is saying. And Eli answered and said, go in peace. It's okay, stop, stop. Stop complaining, get up. Get out of here, go. Go, it's okay, go. Go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And the woman, the Bible said, the woman left and her face was no longer sad. Respect your men of God. Respect your prophets. Respect your apostles. Respect your pastors. Respect your spiritual fathers. Honor these men. Honor them. Honor them. Honor them. Because these men are capable of answering your complaints and your grievances. In the process of time, verse 20 of First Samuel chapter 1. In the process of time, in the process of time, verse 20. It came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel. Now, I'll be ending here. Listen to this. Hannah made a vow to God. Let me go back to the vow. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 11, she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maid servant and remember me and not forget your maid servant, but will give your maid servant a male child, one male child, one. So, how many children did Hannah have? Hmm. How many children? Please. The Bible scholars here. How many children did Hannah have? Daba, 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 daba. 
to this. How many children did Hannah have? She had only one son. Why? Because she made a vow to God that if you will give me just one male child, then I will give that child to you, O God, all the days of his life. Now, it's, it's making a vow, even a good thing. Because of the vow of the woman, God gave her only one son. Because she said, if you will give me one child, then God, I will do this. So God also gave her just one child. Hey. Hmm. Vows are dangerous. And see what happened. She had five children after someone. How many were men? How many were men? If you give me one male child, just someone, if you give me one male child, vows are dangerous. Because she made a vow to God. If you give me one male child, so God gave him, gave her just one child. One male child. Listen to this. And after she gave birth to that child, she took the child to Eli. And for the rest of the life of that child, the child slept in the church. The child didn't have to sleep in the church the rest of his life. Because the father was a successful man. But the son was sleeping in a church. Why? Because the mother made a vow. Listen. You do not need to sleep in a church to be anointed. You do not need to climb up the mountains to be anointed. I always tell people. I have never been to Atria mountains before. I have never been to any mountains before to pray. For any anointed. For any prophetic gift. She, the, sorry, someone could have stayed in the house Someone could have stayed in the house And still do the things God made him do But because of the vow of the mother The child spent his life In the church Sleeping on the pew Do you understand? Do you understand? Because of the vow that the woman made the child had to suffer things that he didn't need to suffer. The child had to go through things that he didn't need to suffer. Vows and oaths are dangerous things. If you have to put your trust in anything, put your trust in God, not in the vow you are making to God. And if anything at all, I will advise you not to make a vow to God. Do not. Vows are capable of attracting unnecessary hardships that you do not need in your life. People, hear me. Do not be making vows with that boyfriend. Do not be making any kind of vows with that guy. With that girl. Come on. Vows are dangerous things. Vows are dangerous things. I pray for you. Any vow, any oath that is hovering over you and negatively affecting your life by the reason of the mercy of God, that vow, that oath is reversed in Jesus' name. 
that that oath that vow is reversed in jesus name stay away from vows stay away from oaths in the name of jesus i bless you with the mercy of god i bless you with the favor of god i bless you with the abundance of revelation in jesus mighty name i pray from today any cases of the vows that is affecting your family is broken any cases of the oaths that are affecting your bloodline are broken in jesus name declare i am free seven times i am free number one i am free number two i am free number three i am free number four i am free number five i am free number six i am free number seven you are free now you are free now you are free now in jesus name Any first timers I want to see you. Are there any first timers? People who are joining our service for the first time. People who are joining our service for the first time. I want to see you. God bless you guys so much. Remember on Wednesday we are meeting at 12 a.m. for midnight vigil on Port B. 12 a.m. for midnight vigil and on Thursday 8 p.m. on Facebook Live. God bless you so much. See you. Bye bye.